This episode of Breaking Walls is sponsored by... Are you a maker, doer, dreamer who enjoys their time alone? Who thrives on working solo? Then you might enjoy the Creative Introvert Podcast. Every week, I bring you musings, tips, and guest interviews in order to inspire and motivate my fellow creative innies. Find the show at thecreativeintrovert.com. Tired of the everyday routine? Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? We offer you... What's up, guys? Welcome to Breaking Walls, episode number 67. My name is James Scully. Today on Breaking Walls, we've got a return guest in Staten Island-based recording artist Brody James. Brody was a guest on Breaking Walls, episode number 26, in October of 2015, and Breaking Walls, episode number 42, in October of 2016. The reason for the third October conversation in three years? Brody has recently released a new LP entitled Chasing Summer. Today on the podcast, Brody and I get into his inspiration for and execution of the album, and what's been going on in Brody's life in terms of what new growth has occurred since the last time Brody and I sat down to talk. A lot has occurred. But before we do get into that, if this is the first time you're hearing Breaking Walls, thanks a lot. You can find this podcast by searching for Breaking Walls on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, or by following at The Wallbreakers on SoundCloud. And to check out our line of New York City Unity t-shirts, please go to thewallbreakers.com shop. These are typographic t-shirts that use the slang names of the five boroughs of New York City to help show unity amongst New Yorkers near and far. And we, The Wallbreakers, we're on all social media outlets at The Wallbreakers, and you can find more about The Wallbreakers, listen to podcasts, and read articles about art and creativity if you go to thewallbreakers.com. What's up, guys? Back on Breaking Walls. My guest today is returning guest, Brody James. What's going on? What is good, my brother? This now makes three years in a row. We sat down in October. Okay. Also, it happens to be, not coincidentally, three years in a row that you've released albums in October, which is why we're getting together at this point in time. It's makes always, sense. Always. And one of the first things I noticed about Chasing Summer is that there's a lot of nostalgia involved in Chasing Summer. For instance, generally summer albums have a certain kind of feeling to them. They're fun. Same thing, summer movies, you know what I mean? And then, as we head into the fall, you've got those sort of art house style movies or high art style albums. You know, Kanye West, I can think of some of his albums that he's put out in the fall, have a certain quality to them. True. But people aren't recording albums purposely. You release this album at the beginning of the fall talking about chasing summer. So you're not making a summer album, you're making a reminiscence about summer. Yeah. What was the inspiration for that? The whole summer. Okay. I knew that I was going to have a really good summer. I knew that I had planned on traveling and touring and DJing at the restaurant on the water and everything like that. I knew it was going to be a good summer. So I just I wanted to recap that, and I wanted to capture it for myself, really, that I did that for myself, just so I can listen back around this time next year and just be like, wow, like, you know, I'm listening to Kill Sunrise, and I'm like, oh, it's me and Rubber in Miami. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can listen to me in the way. It's like, oh, we were performing in Syracuse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The whole squad, so... Yeah, I did that more or less to just recap for myself. 
when I think of nostalgia, and we were on the way over here talking about you with your girl maybe getting a house and leaving New York. And you, as we're getting older, I'm noticing that, first of all, New York is a very nostalgic place. And I wonder if that's because things change so fast in New York that you don't even... You know, they say, like, you never know what you love until it's gone. But maybe things just change so fast in New York that you're like, that was only in my life six minutes. I didn't even know I loved it yet till it was gone. It wasn't really my fault. That's facts. That's true. That's true. So, obviously, you recorded this album with a nostalgic tint on purpose. You weren't recording a summer album in the summer. You were recording a summer album to be released in the fall, and so you can look back on it. So you're purposely putting yourself in a nostalgic mode. What's going on in your life that has made you decide that you know, consciously or subconsciously, that this was a creative direction that you wanted to go in? I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's what it was. I, really, I wasn't really worried about anything. I wasn't stressing anything. Me and him, me and Joey had a great time recording it, made, trying different stuff, different sound effects, different ways to structure the songs, maybe, you know, not have so much rap on the album. I read that, I enjoyed too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just... I mean, I, for me, this album, I knew it was going to be more for me. Even though people are enjoying it, I knew I really, that's the kind of music I've been wanting to make for a while. And for a while, I got caught up in rapping. And now I feel like I have, even though there's some bars on there. You know I mean? This, Me and the Waves has a couple bars. The Lighthouse Point has a nice rest at the end of it. The show, there's more towards the end of it as we're getting sure. towards, the, I knew that as we're getting towards the fall weather, those songs be resonating. People, you know, just like I said last time, when people go through an album, sometimes it takes them some time to, either get through it or get to a certain point in it. and But there was clearly a conscious decision to sing more and rap less on it because yes. there is, if you like, there's seven tracks, it's pretty much like three quarters singing, one quarter rapping on this album, which is... A, Absolutely. You've always sung, but it is a departure. It's been the opposite. Would, right, it's, you've always yeah. considered yourself a rapper who sang, basically. Yeah. So this is a, a clear departure from that in yeah. that way. Absolutely. I also noticed that you brought back a lot of the synthesized dreamscape sound effects or soundscapes, I would call them that, from Dark Side of the Stars, yeah. they came back on this album, which is a departure from Is This What You Want? So yeah. when you were going through and you talking about playing with production, things like that, you said you made this album for you. So heading into the recording process, what were some of the production things that you know going in you wanted to do or things that midway through you were like, wow, it's a good thing we... That was totally different from what I thought it was going to be, and I'm glad we did it that way. What were some highlights for you? Summer Catch. Okay, so as a song, Summer Cat. Yeah, we had because fun Because it's a ballad? Doing... It's a slow ballad? Uh, it's because it does different things throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Because I've never really done a slow intro kind of ballad thing like sure. that before, but that's just the way it hit me when I was writing. I couldn't help it. And then it gets heavier. You know what I'm saying? As the chorus, it's, it hits in with the more of like the Chainsmokers vibe. And we actually started playing out those sounds, like pitching my voice, doing shit like that. So, you know, I, that was that was one of them. And then we kind of... Once we did that, it was like, yo, shit, like, we, this is good. I like this sound. Like, I like how we're experimenting with this. And then um, I think Vino was already done. Vino was done for, like, since last year. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit, a couple months before we even did this last interview. Tequila Sunrise was fun. That was one of the ones we tried different shit out, pitching the voice again, like, Lighthouse Point. Just more of, like, a, a harmony. I wanted more uh, chunkiness. I didn't want so much solo vocal. Like, mm-hmm. just the vocal going, you know what I'm saying? Like, with nothing, no ad-lib, really, or no, nothing really behind it or anything. I wanted shit to feel more gang vocal, like, more chunky in mm-hmm. the choruses, on bridges. And he brought that to life without actually having three or four people in the fucking... Yeah. He was like, I don't really got to do that. Because I was like, Joe, you think we need to bring in a girl or something? No. 
say a couple things here and there. Mm-hmm. Give, give me 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. I give him 30 minutes. I come back and it's fucking chunky. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, buddy, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, there's a definite wall of sound vibe that it gives. But you talk about Summer Catch. That's very different from previous songs. Now, you've sung on a lot of songs. <laughs> but this is more like... It's a musician's song more than like a, an R&B song, if that makes sense. Well, I channeled it more or less to be like a, like a Google Dolls-esque, in a, in a, if they did something today. You right. know what I'm saying? With, uh, saying. with um, yeah. a little bit more of the funkiness, like I said in the chorus. But I had to like really like go there in order to write that. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, I love the beat. I love that piano. I was mm-hmm. like, this shit's fine. And I have other things coming with that too, with Good. that same song in, in the video and everything. So... Yeah, that was one of my that was one of my favorite tracks. That's where we really started doing a lot of the you know, just trying different stuff. I was like, Joe, everything on I've been listening back, everything's very single vocal, like it's very just like to the point. I said, Let's like you know, let's let's try mm-hmm. something else, man. Mm-hmm. Like and he was all completely for it. He's been waiting for it. He's like, I'm waiting for you to, you know, balance it all out. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's interesting too, because we're talking about an, an album that has a definite nostalgic sound to it. And uh, you know, it's easy a lot of times I think this is maybe me interjecting a little bit, but when you think about the present, you know, you're talking about solo, like, oh, I'm doing things for me, or maybe people feel alone, feel lonely in the present. It's it's kind of hard to like look back in time and be like, I feel lonely when I when I think about the past. But the past always feels like there was more going on, rose tinted, or that there was a wall yeah, of sound yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You also brought up Tequila Sunrise, which as a lead single basically for the album, and this is funny because now. I heard Tequila Sunrise before Chasing Summer was out, basically. Yes. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, I like Tequila Sunrise. It's good. And then it's one of those songs where, like, you know, you put it on a few times before you know it. You're like, yo, yo, this <laughs> Tequila Sunrise, brother. Yeah, I like, like, you're like, no, nah, nah. It's that was one all of the good. That, I just bro, like to dance. <laughs> even the, the fucking the waiters at the dock, they, the waitresses, they loved it, too. Mm-hmm. The, the guys liked it. I, I was like, all right, this is cool. Cause I, I worry about that shit, too. Like... A lot of the times, like, people get so used to the rap stuff from me that I play something like that, you know, you get the side, I was like, nah, bro, it's not, you know. Right. But everyone collectively yeah, it's, was it's like, good. it's a good record, it's yeah. a good joint, it doesn't feel too soft or, no. you know, too sweet mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, and I there's also the clear Spanish influence in the in the chorus, when you, you know, no matter where I go, it's, yeah. you know, you're very much like, okay, 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 <laughs> you know, like, as you listen to it, like, you can't help it, because that's the beat, so it, it brings you up, no matter yeah. what, like, dude, I listen to it, going for a walk, in the gym, you name it, no matter, I'm never, like, listening to that song, and I'm like, man, get that shit off right now, like, I can't deal with that it's right bubbly. now. It's bubbly, yeah, it, it's it, always it happy, like, it, yeah, it, I was me and Reb in Miami, man, that's what sure, that was, man. that's yeah. what inspired that whole shit. Right, and, it, and it, it's, once again, it proves that, I mean, you could be in a great mood, right? If you throw on an Eminem track, chances are at the end of it, you're gonna be like, all right, who wanna fight right now? You know, like, yeah. just gonna, like so music is a huge influence like that. So you could be in a shitty mood and you could put Tequila Sunrise on and it's hard at the end of it to not feel like, oh, yeah. you know, life's all right. We'll, we'll make it through. You know, yeah. we're all good. It's, you know? A good. it's a good song. You also mentioned Lighthouse Point. And uh, when I first listened to Lighthouse Point, mm-hmm. everything from the name of the song to its fitting places the last track on the album it's mature it shows something very self-reflective in your writing style you're talking a little bit about your life you know the life that you've currently lived um but a lot of that track also in some ways felt like a self-acknowledgement that you're too far in this now to go out i can't and that's true too you know i think sometimes when we make our moves ourselves 
you know, like if we're in the fifth grade, we don't got a choice. We got to go to school, right? But True. you could drop this tomorrow and walk away bro. and just do whatever the fuck or do nothing. But I wouldn't be a complete person. I right. would be like, I know I'd be fucking miserable. I have no doubts. Because be you wouldn't be doing what you really want to do. Yeah, down, right. I enjoy this. Everything about being here. Every time I come to the studio, it's like, it's like the best, bro. It's like, I'm like, all right, I feel like I've completed something towards this journey. You know what I mean? We never, we rarely leave with broken shit. You know what I mean? Like, or, or not a full track. Like, we really finish the thought out, finish the process out. Maybe mixing and stuff we come back to later. But I love being here. I, I couldn't not do this. Well, talk to me about the lyrical content, specifically in Lighthouse Point, because like I was mentioning, it's both self-reflective. In some ways, it feels like an acknowledgement that you're saying to yourself, this might feel like a dream because I'm the one pushing the buttons for my own life here and no one's guiding me. I'm doing this on my own. But I'm now we're in here. I can't turn around at this point. We've got to go true forward. Shit. Why? Well, well, let me... What What have you been feeling, really, about... You know, you're talking about marriage. You're talking about leaving New York. You, t- you I mean, this is a third album in three years... True. You were putting out stuff before you ever made Dark Side of the Stars. Singles, though. Right. I had two albums. I had mixtapes right. or whatever. But but there's a maturity here that comes from just living life and writing and putting projects out and doing things. So both, in, you know, for this entire album, but also specifically that song, what's going through your head when you get up in the morning about your life that might have been different in 2014 or 15, that as we go into 2018, as you mature, where's your head at right now? Getting everything done. What do you mean when you say getting everything done? What, what's making that, what sure is that I, making sure that the home is good, music's good, work is good, you know, everything. Just make sure I'm tackling all of the bases, not letting anything slack. Before I felt like I had to, I was not good at juggling anything. I was like, I can't spend enough time on one thing, or because I'm not spending 100% of myself on one thing, nothing's work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I fucking. So was some of that just like, basically trusting that. Whatever you got to get done tomorrow, you'll get it done. And you don't have to think about it because you're doing this right now. And then I also agree with you. I think uh, life is a layer cake, right? You can't just let, you know, something in the corner become a poison and ignore it. It'll come back eventually. You got to deal with everything. Yeah. Was there something that made you realize that recently? Or, you know, is it just growth that that's the natural progression of life in general? But not everybody ever figures that out. I think... Just wanting to wanting this as bad as I do, and I think doing more for it than most. Like, and I look around, and I'm like, I am giving it. I think that's what's making me. That's what you you hear it in the music too, because I'm like, yo, I am giving this the shot. You know what I mean? I am hundred putting hundred percent of myself into this. I'm I'm looking at the work rate of other people. I am. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling someone a couple weeks ago that, you know, since I've been in the underground scene, even here in Staten Island, it's always like. So they come, they go, they come, they go. It's always like a wave, whatever. We've been here, you know what I mean? Right. I, and I look back, I'm like, I'm still doing this, and mm-hmm. I'm still, and now I'm even doing it at a higher level than I was doing it before. Right. I mean, things changed. The studio situation changed. Everything changed. Mm-hmm. New skills you know to pick up. Yeah, we got here, and look, the fucking the sun came out. Mm-hmm. But everything <laughs> from, you know, recording on that camera right now. That's a skill that you picked up. Yeah, oh you know yeah. What I mean? I mean, and that I comes from the passion, right? Yeah. Because if you don't want to make music, you probably don't gonna want. You're not no. gonna find that in yourself too, right? So I mean, there might be a day in your life where you are making less music because you're doing more of that, but you're involved in music Always. in some way too, yeah, right? Big time. 
So that was something immediately when I was listening to this entire album. You know, it's interesting because it's true what you're saying that you can't, it doesn't matter who makes the music, you can listen to it once, but you got to keep listening and keep listening yeah. to the same album over and over and digest it and say, okay, now I can see this as something what it is. And I think that Chasing Summer is very digestible. It's seven tracks. The whole runtime is probably like 30 minutes. Not even. Take. It's 22. 22 minutes. That's, I mean. Is this true one was 19? But, but it, um, I, last night I was listening to it again. And I, uh, I basically, I went outside. It was nighttime. There was nobody around. And I was just listening to it because, I, you know, it was like I wanted to. The last thing before I went to bed, say, all right, I'll listen to Brody's album again. I, not that I didn't know the album to begin with, but it was for me. Okay. in that way because I can listen to it August 15th or September 1st and the world and me feels a certain way six weeks later I'm at a different point in my life the earth is in a different point yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying and so I guess I'm, I'm bringing this up because Lighthouse Point really stood out to me because even when I think about like a lighthouse is a beacon you know near shoreline for passersby in the night specifically to know they're near land I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a certain metaphor. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that was, I didn't know if, I mean, you're an intelligent guy, and I knew someone like he was going to get it. I knew Rev would get it. I knew Kenny would get it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know if the common listener would get it, but, or they would just enjoy it for the melodic sense of it, or the, the beat, or, you know, whatever the fuck it brings to them. But it's been a common favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Lighthouse Point. I think one of the things that I'm noticing in my life is that. I'm becoming more of a leader because it's just about like if I see something being done the wrong way and I know how to do it the right way I mean I might not go over to those people and be like Yo, you're doing it the wrong way but yeah. just be like hey I noticed this and from my experience X, Y, and Z and for a song like Lighthouse Point it, you are in some ways taking on more of a leadership role just by the title the melodic sound to it the, the lyrical content and it's the way you're ending this particular project and you mentioned to me you know, one of the first things when I saw you today was that I'm writing again. Which you never stop, obviously, but yeah. there are moments where you probably can't because you're in the studio recording, so you can't be writing and recording at the exact same time. Not even that, it's just there's periods where I live in that time, too. Right. Like, I have to live in order to light a fire under my ass to be like, oh, I need to write about this, or I'm feeling some kind of way, whether it be a good way or a bad way, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's the real-life emotions that provoke the writing so if I'm not writing, I'm probably fucking working. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I'm probably in the office a lot or, you know, vice versa. If I'm writing a lot, then I'm probably not doing that much in, mm-hmm. in work. I'm probably enjoying the summer like I did and fucking drinking and, you know, going different places. And this, it, it all comes from what happens on the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling today? When you woke up today or over the last week, what are the things that have been going through your mind as far as what you want in your life, what you have in your life, what you're looking for? And, you know, you talk about leaving New York potentially. We're headed into the holiday season. So what's going through your head right now? What's what's in your life? Just putting more time in the office. I've spent the last six months doing this album, traveling, doing all this stuff, you know, really going 100% hard at it and DJing and all this stuff. Now I gotta put more time into the office. Is that a little bit of time? Yeah. When you say the office, you mean literally talking about focusing at work because mm-hmm. I gotta make money. Yeah. And I think that's even a, a sense of you know, 
I think we reach a point in our lives where we're like, oh yeah, we there's not gonna be a point in time where I don't, I'm not gonna work. Like it's not no. not summer vacation. Like I'm a kid. No, but you if you play work. your cards right, you can enjoy periods of your life that are not fucking back to the wall all the time. Right. So uh, musically, mm-hmm. now you end on Lighthouse Point. You were mentioning when you're talking about Summer Catch, uh, that's a sort of uh, you know music theme that's gonna be popping up again. In your life, I remember you mentioned to me that you wanted to make a Christmas album a while back. You said that to me. So what's going on with you, project-wise? If you're writing again, what's coming next? The boss. Okay. The rap is coming next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it's a period with me, man. I go into the winter. This fall shit drops. Everything starts getting gray, and I just get in the mood to rap. Like mm-hmm. I feel, just sonically, it's the best time to do. It. Like in the summer, I don't feel like rapping, bro. I want to. I want to make good songs. I want to like. You know, things are more cheery, things are more happy in the summer. Like, mm-hmm. when the winter comes in, I'm in the mood to rap. Mm-hmm. And usually after coming off an album where I'm singing predominantly, I'm in the mood to rap. Mm-hmm. Just to switch things up a little bit. So, it, it, who knows what's coming next? I, I mean, I have a couple of them that I've playlisted with maybe, you know, three or four songs recorded, a reference here, and, you know, or, or this one just maybe has beats and two hooks on it, you know, for the whole thing, but in my mind, I know what it's going to sound like. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I waited out, like Dark Side of Stars, I did for a year and a half, and I waited it out because I grew in that year and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Same thing as This Is You Want. When I wrote Is This Is You Want, I was just becoming a business owner. Like, I had just left the company that I was previously with. I was starting my own company, I had my own office, all this kind of shit. I was like, you know, that was a different point in my life. Right, and then, perspectives. Yeah, and then this was kind of like, uh, everything is happy for once. Like, I'm okay. Why? Because I'm fucking getting everything done. Mm. And I'm not slacking. And, uh... Wait, let's talk about that then. Because oh. I've, at my in my life, felt the most happy when I'm just using my time smartly, when I'm not dicking around, doing stupid shit that's just, like, taking up time that I could be doing good shit that would allow me to do more good shit. Facts. So it seems like your priorities are in order. And for anybody who's listening right now or watching... Give me, you know, an example of a, a, a real specific example of how keeping your shit together has really helped you be happier in that regard. And maybe in comparison to ways in the past where you were less happy because your priorities were in a different place and maybe not the right place then. My whole thing was patience. Okay. Not being irrational. My whole thing was like, even as far as like posting stupid shit online, mm-hmm. like, or, or just impulsively writing a status that. Because I feel some way, because I've been scrolling for a little while, and I see everyone's kind of has a consensus on something. I don't want to be a dick, and you know, throwing that—that that, that's what I cut out a lot of too. Um, just like you said, though, time management, spending a small amount of time at the office in the morning, then going to the gym, then going to DJ at the fucking restaurant until that's over. You know what I mean? Then it'll be, you know, straight eight to six in the office mm-hmm. all day, every day. Come here now that it's close, you know. So just having a purpose. Yeah. Well, just. Just doing what the fuck I want to do every day mm-hmm. on my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That's the utmost biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That gives you so much freedom. I think so, right? I think, you know... Some I, people can't do that. They can't handle that. You couldn't tell them to sit and make their own money and only do for themselves. They'd fucking slack off. They'd fuck off. But I can't. And that's, I think you see the benefit. Oh, yeah. Big time. It's a, a sacrifice. And, you know, for the first you know, couple of years I was even in the business, in, in the day business... I wasn't home till seven, eight o'clock every night. You know what I'm saying? She was getting pissed off with it. So I was like, right, what's gonna kind of solve this? I'm not dipping out on the money that I'm making. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna fucking do it for myself. And then what? Now I am home five, six o'clock and she's kind of content. And then what happened? She's like, oh, well now I'm gonna go to beauty school. So now she's out till 10 o'clock at night and I'm mm. fucking 
I'll be well, even that. To, it's like it's yeah. a give and take, right? Yeah, whatever. You know, I, I was only encouraged it, so I can't really be tired about it. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, you need something. So purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, purpose. I think also when we think about social media, I think everybody can acknowledge that for the most part, social media is fake. Like it's not real. But when you get up in the morning, for instance, I live alone, right? So I want to do something. I could go on social media or I can go out and do for me or hit up somebody. And I feel like the older you get, it's a little bit harder to like, yo, what are you doing? Three o'clock? Want to go do something? Like it's harder to just like chill. Yeah, you know you're not knocking like, on anybody's door. Right, you yeah, know. It's hard to just link up with somebody. Like, you got to yeah. like, we'll get it on the calendar. 14th of the month, right? You know, I'll see you three o'clock. Like it's just, yeah. I think it's absurd that like I have to live <laughs> my life that way. But it's sort of like you're saying, it's just, you know, it, it's just life. You gotta yeah. have purpose. You got and you gotta stick with it, right? Yeah. So that you like you. That's a try. Right. Right. So you can look at yourself and say, "I'm trying." That's just, that's basically what you're saying when you're talking about. Yeah. The, the I know I'm giving everything my all that I can. I know that. Um, it's not fuck anyone's gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, you know, it's gonna change that. I know right. I'm giving everything my all. I know that I'm being patient, and I know that I'm putting in time invested where it should be, watering the grass that should be watered in my life, rather than. You know, pointing the holes a little bit outwards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and, and it's also something that you said a couple of minutes ago. You said, uh, you know, when we're talking about what's coming next, you were like, something's coming. You know, basically. Yeah. Right? You're acknowledging that, like, oh, I don't have to control everything. I can just, like, control Saturday. And then, you know, yeah. next Tuesday will be here when it's here. And Brody yeah. will get it. You know, like. Exactly. I know, I'm probably not the best of my schedule. I mean, as far as, like, keeping in touch with people mm-hmm. and meeting up with people all the time and even my close friend even uh, John Joseph he has to send me like the Google Calendar thing like to tell me alright Brody uh, we were supposed to meet this time like you know what I'm saying even, whether it's gonna be at the bar or whether it's at you know anywhere that he's hanging out whatever the hell it is but he sends me a fucking Google right stays on top of it yeah and it goes right into my calendar and then 20-30 minutes before the event boom right. you gotta meet John I'm like oh shit I'm fucking late but right. whatever yeah man yeah. It's just growing up, really. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I'm. That's that's bad. I'm, we're good, bro. I mean, what are some things that you have not said here that you want to say right now? Nothing much. I think we. I think we pretty much covered it. Okay. Then let me ask you this. It's been a productive year, though. It, it has, been, has a been a lot, year, bro. I mean, think about it like that. What I did want to say was that from a team standpoint, it's been a productive year. Yeah. Will's dropped his album. Reb dropped a single. We did his video in Miami mm-hmm. while we like. I was I knew I wanted to film something, and I was like, Reb, let's do Bound Straight. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, bro. I said we're in Miami. Fucking relax, bro. I said it's a melodic song. I said, you know, you got gear with you. Like you have the freshest gear you're gonna have. We're in Miami. You know what I mean? Like it, your hair's cut already. Like we might as well have been out here for fucking that. You know too. So. Even though I performed and shit, but um, the just using your time wise. Yeah, with the first three days we we did an Airbnb with a great host, like he was cracking coconuts for us and shit. Um, and then then once I was done performing, then we were like, all right, let's go to South Beach. We did that for a night, night and a half or whatever. And then uh, we the last night, like Monday, we were coming home Tuesday, I believe. Monday we went to Bahia Mar Resort in Fort Lauderdale. We just posted on the white sand, like we just like kind of like soaked it in and we were like right fucking accomplished like we didn't lose anything the performance was fire you know what I mean like everyone mm-hmm. was receptive mm-hmm. they had my picture and shit on the TVs and my social media next to it and everything like that so that was you know that was a great time but I was proud of Rebel for that For and, and now he has his album coming that, that I'm fucking waiting for 
um, Will's dropped his the then now forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he's hitting me up now because I told him I said once I start with chasing someone, fuck, I want to hear from nobody. I, I can't do all that. At, like you know what I'm saying? Like I have to focus on the album. But Rev is on the way. Maddie's on the way. I'm sure Pepper's gonna squeeze himself in there a little bit, like you know, he's <laughs> yeah, fucking better. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much it, man. I just wanted to acknowledge the team and everyone for being fucking awesome this year and just keeping everything building and everything growing, mm-hmm. and yourself included. Thank you, my man. This uh, this month's theme that we release has always been about facing fears, but there's less of that being talked about today, because I think once you face them, I mean, things come up. Life is scary sometimes. Yeah. But the more you look at yourself in the mirror and the more you live each day saying, I'm going to take care of myself today, and it allows you to take care of the people around you at the same time, then life, that unknown that is next Wednesday is not that scary because it's like, I got this. It's not. And I think being our third one now, I feel like a lot of the stuff I spoke about in the in the first one sure. probably has come true now. It's mm-hmm. pro- A lot of it has probably come to fruition. and. In a lot of things, mm-hmm. which I will go back and listen now, so uh-huh. I can get my fucking my prediction shit going. Um, not that I need to pat myself on the back any any harder. Um, yeah, man, that's just I wanted to shout out the team and, and how hard they're working. And we've been very good as a family this year. Like a few of us had kids. Uh-huh. It's becoming like apple picking with the kids time and uh-huh. but just getting older. Yeah, but I just I no one's really losing focus of. I mean. I'm not losing focus. I can't speak for everyone as far as how much they love it or how much they want to drive themselves to it, but I, I'm finding a good balance between the home and mm-hmm. the music, and it's being able to make music with my friends every so often is fucking awesome. Well, it's also like you say in Lighthouse Point, you're talking about 10 deep at the bar, trying to convince the sheriff you're coherent yeah. and hold your beer in at the same time. Yeah, that's and right. At some point, that does get old, right? Apple picking... Is more fun. Yeah, but that's more of less just like hanging out. yeah, bro, Scully, I love you because you get it. I feel like some people, some they don't think too much into it like that, but it is. That's, There's nothing pussy about going picking apples. Nah, but yeah, I enjoyed but, it. But that's what you we know why. But, pick nah, fuck that up because I'm I'm a slob. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna grab a, a the apple cider donuts just for the fucking hayride around to go get the mm. thing, and then I grabbed three or four things of apple cider. Uh, Maddie grabbed stuff, you know, mm-hmm. fucking Kenny grabbed things. It, it was a good time. It was a great yeah, time. Well, and then we, st- it was in New Hope in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we stopped in the town. We went to the Dubliner. Shout out the Dubliner because they were fucking awesome. They gave us these, like, um, Moscow mule, but, like, whiskey mule kind of thing, like, with the ginger in it. Mm-hmm. And everything. Oh, it was fire. It was amazing. And, of course, Cynic had his shepherd's pie and all that. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. We'd good. Still tipping back bourbon, like, you know. Yeah, but it's different. Yeah. It's a little bit more mature, right? Yeah, yeah. To a certain extent. It's cool to watch the little one run around. Yeah, right. And it's cool to watch the women chase after the little one <laughs> while we're fucking eating apples and <laughs> dipping off the smoke bogeys. It's good, it's good. All right, give me uh, any kind of social media. Give me any any kind of links you want to Everything the same, always. Always at Brody always James. Always at Brody James. Every search engine you want to put it in, mm-hmm. just Google it, and it'll everything will pop up. Google's nice enough to have all my stuff on the side for me. Or all the albums I have Chasing Summer up there now, too. That was fucking quick. That was a month. I already have that up there. So wait. Get, for anybody who has not listened to Chasing Summer and wants to, give me all the locations they can find it. Because it's everywhere, but just say Apple Music, Spotify, um, iTunes for purchase, Tidal, Google, uh, Amazon Play, uh, all of them. Absolutely all of them. Over 200 stores it's on worldwide. Awesome. awesome. All awesome. of the projects are now. 
and I'm getting a, a deal with this other distribution that's going to let me put the rest of my catalog onto these platforms as well, like the earliest stuff that that was before Dark Side of the Stars. Because like, Dark Side of the Stars kind of, even though it was my third album, was kind of the beginning mm-hmm. in a way. So there was still more before that. There was 12 singles before that. Mm-hmm. They still lost in love with... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. the Lost in Love one. I don't only over the all the singles that I want, New York Essence, all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna have those up there soon too. That's I, I'm not gonna make it like a thing, like an album or anything like that. They're just gonna be up there one day. That everyone's gonna go through it and it's gonna be like, oh shit! Now there's like fucking other thirty other songs here from him. This is great. So it'll be like my little surprise. But if if any album or anything is coming, I would have to do it in January because Chasing Sun is gonna be my volume series. Like the only project that I do volume one volume two volume three gotcha because it does come every year mm-hmm. and that emotion comes every year mm-hmm. and every year I can grow with it and mature with it or be immature with it and fucking mm-hmm. make childish music a party you know what I mean? there's anything there's a lot of stuff I could do with it opposed to the theme of like is this what you want or Dark Side of the Stars right. sonically or anything mm-hmm. like that so but definitely the rap is coming Good. The rap is coming. Yeah, you gotta bring it back. Yeah, I think sometimes the, you gotta go back to your roots. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna do singles for a little while. Okay. Until probably until the next album, I'll probably do singles, unless I get impulsive and want to drop something after the winter. But other than that, I'm gonna, I'll probably do singles. I have stuff that I want me and Reb to work on, that that we can you know use to boost and promote his album too as well. Get a nice sing- single of mine that he's on, and then drop his and. The, so awesome. it's coming it's coming man it's coming yeah man of course awesome always a pleasure thank you, thank you. brody thank you again for a great chat it's always good to catch up with one of my brothers as brody mentioned his social media is at brody james that's across the board and to pick up a copy of chasing summer or his last two albums before that which are is this what you want or Dark Side of the Stars, you can do so on every major music outlet like iTunes and Spotify, for example. And stay tuned. Brody's got good things in the hopper, as he stated. So does his entire music crew, like Episode 1 guest and my t-shirt partner, Reb Rant. By the way, can you believe that we're already in the middle of October? This year has been a challenging and rewarding one for me. I've added new friends, new skills, and new growth in my life in 2017. Brody has as well. And it does feel like the year has flown by. Listening to Chasing Summer as much as I have in the last week leading up to the recording of the interview with Brody has definitely made me nostalgic for summer 2017 already. Which is interesting because due to climate action, it's still kind of warm even though we're in the middle of October. But for whatever reason, it's had me thinking about this past Memorial Day weekend of 2017, which in the U.S. is the official beginning of the summer season. And it's funny because we often reminisce about the beginnings of things when, in fact, it's usually the end of things that teaches us the most. So with that being said, the next time you hear my voice will be on episode 68 of Breaking Walls. It will premiere November 1st. November's theme on Breaking Walls will be Grace and Gratitude. These two themes of Grace and Gratitude come from the U.S. Thanksgiving being in the month of November. And to be honest... There are also two traits that I've been working very hard to have, and like everyone else, I live some days more closely aligned with who I'd like to be 24-7 than on other days, but it's important to remember that progress is measured in marathons, not sprints. And we can talk about what's been happening in the U.S. and the rest of the whole world and say that we're lacking enough grace and gratitude, but for example, the United States is comprised of 326 million unique, diverse, and potentially incredibly expansive individuals. How can we do all of our individual parts to ensure that we have purpose, passion, and inner peace? Well, 
We've just got to keep getting out there and keep breaking those walls. The more we face our fear of worthlessness by putting ourselves in places we truly want to be, and also time management is huge too, by the way, as we know, the more grace and gratitude we'll not only have for the world, but for ourselves and our own lives. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, or just want to reach out to me for any reason, please do so at james at thewallbreakers.com. I will always get back to you. Our intro music today was César Franck's Symphony in D minor, and I'm going to close today's episode of Breaking Walls with Brody's sixth track on Chasing Summer entitled A Sure Thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep getting out there. Keep breaking those walls. My name is James Scully. This has been Breaking Walls episode number 67, and until November 1st, I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much. Tell me how does it go? Cause I've been trying for so long Trying to find this feeling I lost so long ago And inside, I wanted more than before But I can't look back now I just can't dream no more I get so close to the door I can smell the crisp in the air I feel my feet leaving the floor I'm just tired of playing this game No excitement left in this place Or expression left on my face Still you say Like I never wanna leave This whole life been good to me Spent a lot of time on the chase for a race That let's face it at the end of the day Might not finish good for me Sink the world for a dreamer or believer or schema Heat flow on my demeanor Got a mop for a sloppy rapper I'll clean up Put the city on its toes like a ballerina One mic, one night Catch a summer brought a whole new meaning Back when me and John Joseph had the sports bar Lena back when me and young Papo had the focus in the streets Please preserve life, control night Think about a game, I would say think twice It's all dark when they put up on the lights There's no leaving from the fight This is WBBN, the Wallbreakers Broadcasting Network. Thank you, and good afternoon.